0: Welcome to the RV Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate RV parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest owner of RV and mobile home parks in the U.S., Frank Rolfe. It's one thing to put an RV park under contract to do all the necessary due diligence on it, to even go out there and find a loan for it. But the real stressful moment is when you have to make that final decision whether to go forward with it or not. This is Frank Raw for the RV Park Mastery Podcast. We're going to talk about how to take the stress out of the decision of whether or not to go forward and buy that RV park or not. So how do you do that? How do you take what could be a life-changing moment and make it something that's very practical and simple to comprehend? And we call this a best case, worst case, and realistic case analysis. So what does it mean? Well, you take your deal with all the information you've derived out of the due diligence, everything you've seen with your own eyes, and then you put your deal into three categories. Category one, best case. What can this property generate as far as income? How much would it be worth when you get done bringing it back to life? So how do you drive that? Well, we all know the drill on that. You've already worked on that, doing your numbers for due diligence. How much are you going to get in total revenue per month? Aggregate that to annually. What will your costs be based on your best estimates? And of course, this isn't just guessing. Doing good due diligence, you're going to come up with the actual cost or three bids on the items you can't quantify. And then what is your net income from all that endeavor? Realistically, what is your net income going to be if you ran the thing at a very high level of performance? So using virtually full occupancy, using virtually the highest rents you could get, how much revenue will it make? Less the actual cost. Now, of course, cost could always be worse than you guess. You could have that dire moment. You could have the tornado blow through, but that's probably not going to happen. And that's going to come in a different, in a different sector in a moment here. So what's your best you can do? and then value what the property is worth at that rate of net income. Apply a cap rate to that. Divide that net income by what you feel the prevailing cap rate would be. If you say, well, I think this RV park in great shape might sell for a 10% cap rate, then divide through and see what you come up with in value. This just gives you an idea of what you're fighting for, how much money there is to be made if you were to buy the RV park. So now from there, we move on to the diametric opposite of that. That's the worst case scenario. Now, what is a worst case scenario? Well, let's not get too technical in the idea of worst case, because if you want to go truly worst case, your worst case would probably be on the way to the RV park, you're killed in a car wreck. And then later the same day, a brush fire blows through and burns everything to the ground. So, okay, that's worst case. We're not going to go with that scenario. It's possible. The odds are relatively small. Instead, we're going to say, let's assume we can't really get any traction on our efforts to improve things. So we're stuck with mom and pop's revenue picture, their occupancy, their rents. And meanwhile, on the cost side, these dreams we had of cost cutting are wrong. We can't do any better than they did. And then let's just make it even worse. Let's say that even then something else pops up and our occupancy and our rents, our revenue is down an additional ten or twenty percent, and you might say, and let's see, the cost go up another ten or twenty percent there. Where do you end up then? In your worst case scenario, where are you? The key question here is: Is it survivable? So, could you still service your debt in the event that everything went down the drain? In some properties, the answer is yes. Wouldn't be very pretty. But yeah, you could still service the debt. In other properties, it'll be, no, I couldn't service the debt based on that, but I could handle the negative. So even though I can't fully make the revenue, cover the expenses and cover the mortgage, maybe I can still have it where it's not too bad. Maybe it negatively cash flows $500 or $1,000 a month. And then the question is, can I personally cover that? And if I can personally cover that, for how long can I personally cover that? Because I'm wanting to see in my worst case scenario if this is truly survivable or not. I don't want to get into an RV park deal where if that deal goes bad, my life is destroyed. I'm buying the RV park trying to make my life better, not worse. Then I'm going to go to the middle of those two categories, and that's called the realistic case. So the realistic case means I don't really hit my best case, but I don't necessarily hit my worst case either. I'm somewhere in between. Let's assume your worst case scenario was you would have given occupancy and rents 50% of the revenue that the thing could derive. And my best case is 100%. Then my realistic case might be 75%. It's somewhere right there in the middle. Now, the expenses don't swing quite so wildly. You're not planning on probably reducing expenses as much as you are hoping to increase revenue. But nevertheless, my realistic would be somewhere in between my best case and my worst case on expense. And then I look at that number and I say, okay, what did that number do for me? Is that number positive enough that I'm happy with my decision? Or is it still not that exciting? Because a realistic case is realistically what you're going to have. So if that's your day-to-day scenario, are you going to feel good on that day-to-day scenario? Does it give you the rate of return you hoped for? Does it give you adequate coverage over your debt? Does it give you adequate final value of the property when you go to sell it years down the road? Now, why are these three factors so important in making my decision? Well, let's go back a step. There's a guy named Sam Zell, and Sam Zell wrote a book recently called Am I Being Too Subtle? And he has been obsessed his entire life with risk versus reward, and has taken him places because he's the largest owner of office buildings, apartments, and mobile home parks in the United States. So, His whole life has been based on this one theorem that if something has high risk and low reward, you should never buy it. If it has high reward and low risk, you should always buy it. So based on that theorem, what we're trying to do is we're kind of in some ways trying to quantify that. So high risk deal would be one in which my worst case scenario would bankrupt me. And yet my best case isn't that impressive. And a healthy deal would have a very, very strong best case and worst case isn't that bad. So what you're doing is you're in this exercise. You're basically trying to help make that decision for you of whether the reward outweighs the risk and how much the risk is. And how is this thing going to perform at neither polar opposite of best and worst? Are you still going to be happy with it? Now, let's look at a deal that would be one you'd want to buy. Let's assume you ran your best, worst, and realistic case. And in the worst case scenario, you can cover the mortgage. In the best case scenario, you do phenomenally well. And your realistic case, you're very, very happy. Well, then that's when you'd want to buy. You have very, very low risk, very high reward. It's all good. But there are RV park deals out there that don't show those traits. Instead, what they've got is my best case scenario, really isn't that exciting. My realistic case scenario, that's not very good at all. And my worst case is it would bankrupt me. You would never want to do that deal, right? So, oftentimes, once you've identified out your best, your worst, and your realistic case, the course you should take is very, very painfully obvious. But also, even if it's not on the first round obvious to you, it will be obvious to other people. Now that you've quantified these three elements, now you can ask the advice of other people, your neighbor, family members, your banker, whoever, and they can help you come to grips with whether or not, based on those three scenarios, you should go forward or not. You know, those three scenarios may also lead you to other conclusions, One part of doing the worst case scenario is how do I hedge those risks? How do I make sure that worst case never occurs? And it may help guide you as far as perhaps renegotiating the deal, perhaps obtaining insurance on the things that scare you the most, maybe doing some more analysis on the things that scare you to see whether or not your decision on that is really accurate or not. So often as you derive these items, it it presents more questions. More points for a review. And those are all great points and things you definitely want to do your research on. At the end of the day, the bottom line is you should only buy deals that you can survive the worst case, that you'd be ecstatic about the best case, and you'd still be very, very happy if not thrilled with the realistic case. Any deal that does not fit those scenarios, you should step back for a moment. Now, you might still go forward with it, but you're probably going to want to renegotiate it. You're going to want to figure out how to hedge your risk. You have to do a lot of soul searching. But a good deal, that's pretty much the way those three elements will lay out. And that makes for a very easy decision to go forward or not to go forward. This is Frank Roth the RV Park Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the RV Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at www.rvparkmastery.com where you can learn the correct way to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, renegotiate, finance, turn around, and operate in RV parks.